Hello everybody and welcome to the Citizen Podcast. In this podcast, we are going to work through our current series, Step by Step, which is all about advancing. So if you haven't listened to the full series, you can go back and listen to that in the previous episodes. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy and we'll get straight into it. Hi guys, my name's Abby. Uh, I'm a student here in my second year studying theology and I'm part of the student team here. And I don't know about you, but is anybody else excited about Christmas? I love Christmas. I love the food. I love the gifts. I love giving gifts and I love receiving gifts. I asked my niece the other day, she's five. I said, Poppy, what do you want for Christmas? And she replied, Aunt Abby, I just want everything. And I said, as much as I would love to get you everything, I don't think my student loan is going to cover it right now. You see, as much as I love Christmas this year, I'm really not very organised. Christmas is about a lot of planning. You see, you have to plan the food and you have to plan the day itself. You have to plan who's coming and you also have to plan those weird days in between Christmas and New Year's when nobody is quite sure what is happening. And if I'm honest, I can't really imagine what it's like to actually do those things because my mum does most of them for me. But here's the thing, just as we plan our Christmas, the first Christmas was also a planned out event. And today we're going to look at Mary and Joseph, two of the key characters in the Christmas story, and how they were faithful with the size of their sacrifice, found purpose in the plan and placed obedience as their objective. So if you'll turn with me to Luke 1 verses 26 to 38 we are going to read and it says in the sixth month of elizabeth's pregnancy god sent the angel gabriel to nazareth a town in galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named joseph a descendant of david the virgin's name was mary the angel went to her and said greetings you who are highly favored the lord is with you mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So for a little bit of context, this story comes from Luke's gospel and it was written by a guy shockingly called Luke. I know it's a shock. And he was involved in the early ministries of the church. And uh, if you don't know, this is the beginning of the Christmas story. And the Christmas story ends with Mary and Joseph having to go on a nice little trip to Bethlehem. uh, And they have a little baby boy in a stable. Uh, But at this point, the angel appears to Mary and Mary is betrothed to a guy called Joseph. Now, what does that actually mean? Well, in Jewish marriage, there were three different parts um, to the marriage. The first part was engagement. Uh, That's when the dads get together and decide that they're going to get married. And the third part was the marriage. And then sandwiched in the middle was betrothal. And that was an obligation of faithfulness. um, So they couldn't cheat on one another. And it still required a divorce to get out of. So it wasn't a casual arrangement. In fact, it was quite a serious arrangement. But anyway... The angel appears to Mary and tells her that she's going to have a baby. And as we just read, Mary is a little bit confused because she's a virgin. 
And for a little bit more context, Mary is thought to be a teenager here, possibly even as young as 14. And I don't know about you, but 14-year-old Abby would not have reacted as well as Mary did. In fact, I'm not even sure 20-year-old Abby, as I am now, would react much better. You see, Mary's response is one of obedience, and she shows us how the size of our sacrifice is the most important thing. I don't know if you were here last week, but Beth spoke um, about Mary and talked about her positivity and how she trusted God through the storm. And if you missed it, you can catch that message on YouTube. And just like Beth said last week, I also don't think that this was part of Mary's plan. However, Mary is obedient to God's calling on her life. And we can see that though Mary is without questions, you know, she questions how this is going to happen. She trusts in the Lord. You see, God doesn't actually care about the size of your gift and doesn't care about how much money you have. You see, God doesn't care about what you look like or the clothes that you wear. No, God cares about the size of your sacrifice. And Mary's sacrifice was massive. You see, in verse 38, she says, I am the Lord's servant. Mary knows who she is and whose she is, and she's obedient to that, giving up everything. Now, I don't know where you're at in your life, but you might be sat there thinking, I feel God's got more for me. Or maybe you feel God is calling you to do something that's really inconvenient in your life. Maybe it's to get out of a really toxic relationship, or maybe he wants you to move for a job. I don't know what it is, but Mary gives us the perfect example of what to do in that situation. We have to give it all to God and say, I am the Lord's servant. So that's point number one. God cares about the size of our sacrifice and that we're faithful to it. You see, Mary plays a pretty large role in the Christmas story, but there's also another character. So if you'll turn with me to Matthew, we are going to look at how Joseph finds purpose in God's plan. And sometimes that feels like pain. So we're in Matthew 1 verses 18 to 25. And it says this. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins." And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. So at this point, we're in Matthew's gospel, and this is another book, a little bit like Luke's gospel about Jesus' life. However, Matthew chooses to take a different approach because he focuses on Joseph. And Joseph shows us how to find purpose in God's plan and in the pain. You see, at this point, Mary would have been an outcast. There would have been a lot of shame placed on her. Uh, people would have thought that she had cheated on Joseph. Uh, she would have not been well respected within the community in fact Joseph himself would have thought that he she cheated on him uh, because he was going to divorce her but we see something of Joseph's character here because it says that he wants to divorce her quietly you know Joseph's clearly a kind guy but before he can divorce her God steps in God speaks to Joseph through a dream and Joseph is obedient to God and does the things that are asked of him but Mary's obedience and Joseph's obedience are different 
You see, Mary knows that she's a virgin and that the baby is from God. She knows all those things. She kind of has all the facts, but Joseph doesn't know. Joseph has to fully trust in God's word to him and he has to be obedient to it. You see, when God calls us to do something, he doesn't always give us all the answers. In fact, that's part of having faith. You see, Joseph doesn't know the what's, the how's or the why's, but he does know who. And this would have been a really painful time for Joseph. And I don't know about you, but I really struggle with this. I love a plan. I love lists. I am not a spontaneous person. And this week has become really obvious to me. I mean, firstly, I'm stood up here, which was a very unexpected surprise. And secondly, a really close family member of mine was admitted to the ICU this week. Now, why am I saying this? Was well, because personally, I have to have faith that there is purpose for this pain. You see, just as Joseph didn't know the whys, the hows, or the whats, he did know who. And I also know who, because the same who who was there for Joseph is the same who who's there for me. And his name's God, and he loves us, and he's for us. You see, this wasn't part of Joseph's plan, but that we, we can see the outcome of this. We see Joseph, we see Jesus in years to come. We see that there is purpose for this pain that Joseph is going through. So we've seen how Mary was faithful with the size of her sacrifice and we've also seen how God brings purpose to his plan and our pain and finally we're going to see how God loves to use us when we place obedience as our objective. Now I've talked a lot about plans in this talk today, I know, but it's because I grew up with the pl master planner, my dad. You see, Phil Miles loves a plan. He can't get enough of them. We asked as a joke once what time we were gonna leave for a wedding. This wedding was in Abergavenny and we were coming from Torbay. And we asked this in June um, because the wedding was in December. So that, that's six months, I'll do the maths for you. Um, and we asked, when are we going to leave for this wedding? And he gave us a full answer. He was like, I think we'll leave at eight. Um, so I'll wake you all up at six. And then I'm going to phone the hotel and ask for a room for us to get changed in. Honestly, you couldn't write it. He'd actually planned it out. But you see, as good as my dad is at planning, he is nowhere near as good as God is. You see, the best thing for us about God's plan is that he uses us in it. And when we make obedience our objective, we allow him to do this. That's exactly what Mary and Joseph did. You see, earlier on in the Bible, we see that God has already planned out the birth of Jesus. In Isaiah, um, in Isaiah 7 verse 14, Matthew even quotes it. It says, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel. You see, God had a plan for the birth of Jesus. And when Mary and Joseph placed obedience as their objective, they, were, they allowed themselves to be used in this plan. And I find obedience really difficult sometimes. And often it is not my objective. You see, often I think I've got a hang of this life thing. And I begin to think that the way that I do things is the best way to do things. And so I start to follow my own plan instead of the plan that God has in place for me. But when I do place obedience as my objective and when I follow what God wants for my life, he uses me in ways that I can't even imagine, like standing up here and talking to you. But why? Right. What's the point in Jesus's birth anyway? Why is it so important that they were obedient? Well, maybe you're sat here today and you don't know who Jesus is. Maybe you are a little bit like my niece. And when somebody asks you what you want in life, you say everything. Well, here's the thing. 
the best gift you could ever receive was Jesus. He came down for you. He's the gift of hope. He's the gift of salvation. He's the gift of love. And Mary and Joseph's obedience and sacrifice allowed them to be used in God's great plan. You see, when we choose to follow Jesus and when we choose his plan over our own, and when we place obedience as our objective, we allow God to use us in ways that we couldn't even imagine. Mary and Joseph were not extraordinary people. In fact, they were very, very normal. They lived a normal life in a normal place. They had normal jobs and they would have had a very normal marriage. However, they had an extraordinary calling and an extraordinary God. And the joy for us is that that same God who called them is the same God who calls us today to serve and surrender to him. You see, God has a bigger plan than we could even imagine. And when we make obedience our objective, we allow ourselves to be used in it. You see, it's not about the size of our gifting and it's not about how much money we have. It's not about what we look like and it's not about what we wear. No, it's about the size of our sacrifice. And I don't know what you need to sacrifice today. It might be a relationship. It might be friends. It might be that job that you just really don't feel called to do. I don't know what it is for you today, but God is asking you to focus on his purpose in this current pain and to place obedience as our objective. And when we do that, God is going to use us in ways that we couldn't even imagine. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you didn't already know, then you can join us live on a Sunday. We go live on YouTube at 11.30, or you can join us in person at our 11 a.m. or our 6 p.m. at our Cate's campus in Cardiff. Otherwise, I hope you have an incredible week, and we'll see you soon.